Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast for Round 5, the final NRL Fantasy Podcast of Season 2021. I hope it's been good to you. It's certainly been a tough ride with uh, injuries and suspensions throughout the season. Congrats to uh, all the league winners and to uh, the overall winners. Uh, my name is Chris Kennedy. I'm with Don Brock. Thanks to our sponsors at DoorDash. Uh, Dom, it's been a, a bumpy old year. It has been a rough one, yes. Uh, toughest season I can remember, I think, in fantasy. Uh but we're almost at the finish line at least. So, as you say, great achievement for those who have uh, lasted the marathon and got amongst the prizes or into the grand finals in their head-to-head leagues. There is still uh, one round to go. So, um, you know, overall not quite decided yet, although it looks like a, um, a pretty uh, big margin at the uh, the top of the tree. Most of the head-to-head leagues are settled, but there are some who've uh, changed the default settings who will have a, a grand final this week. So still some decisions to be made. Let's take a look at the teams. Uh, Raiders and Roosters kick us off on uh, Thursday evening. Um, both teams have plenty to play for. Raiders fighting for a top eight finish. Roosters um, still potentially in the frame for a, a top four spot, depending on other results. Um, Raiders pretty much steady as she goes. They've lost Bailey Simonson to a groin strain. Jordan Ruppiner goes to wing with Charles Dickel-Kluckstar into the starting side for the first time uh, since coming back from injury. Yeah, and uh, Hudson Young, someone you've mentioned uh, in the last few weeks who's been in a really good run of uh, fantasy form, 75 points last week. Uh, had a few good scores before that as well. He's in very few teams. He's the one... I guess, gun I'd be recommending in this Raiders team if you're looking for a new buy in the forwards. Um, CNK, as you say, back in the starting team. He's been a good scorer in the past, but um, maybe a bit risky to take a punt on him with one round to go. So, yeah, anyone else in that team you'd be considering at this stage? Yeah, I don't think so. There's been intermittent good scores from guys like Tarpane and Papali'i, but um, Tarpane tweaked ankle and knee issues last week. It sounds like he's okay, but I still would be buying him and similar with uh, Big Papa, the way they rotate those forwards around Hudson. Like you said, probably the only one there I'd really be looking at. Um, straight on to the Roosters team. Um, we've talked sort of all season about their horror injury toll. Obviously lost uh, Joey Manu to that nasty shot Last week, they do get the retiring Josh Morris back. Very timely inclusion for him straight into the uh, centres. Adam Kieran back after a week off with a head knock. Uh, Jared Warrior Hargreaves also back after resting a sore knee last week. And Angus Crichton, who they've really missed, uh, back from suspension, uh, makes a timely comeback this week. Um, Fletcher Baker is uh, suspended, one of the other outs. Um, what do you have fantasy-wise for the Roosters? Yeah, so Angus Crichton hasn't played a game since around 21, I think, about a month ago. So uh, most people I would have expected have sold him. So he's a big uh, potential buy if you need a a gun forward, covers middle or edge. Um, Big in there. James Tedesco had a bit of a shocker last week, fantasy-wise. By his standards, had had a run of really good scores before that. So I wouldn't, you know, panic, trade him out or anything this week. Um, If you've got him, so I'd expect him to bounce back. Sam Verrill's had a really good score last week as well uh, in the high sixties after usually scores in the mid forties. So um, good sign for him, you know, playable perhaps if he repeats that uh, this week. Um, That's just about it. I would say, you know, big blow Joe Mano out obviously for the Roosters and, and for fantasy as well this week. 
you talk about Sam Ferrell's being playable. I dare say just about any green dot will be playable this week. A <laughs> number of uh, fantasy-relevant restings we've got in some of the other teams we're uh, about to talk about. Um, I've actually still got Angus Crichton purely because I ran out of trades around the time he got uh, suspended, so it's a handy one for me to uh, to bring back it. in. It probably pretty much covers it. Uh, Lachlan Lamb starting at halfback with Sam Walker coming off the bench, which worked okay for them a couple of weeks ago. Not huge uh, implications fantasy-wise. And, you know, Teddy, like you said, in uh, the vast majority, majority of um, teams that are, are thereabouts and won't score nine too often. Uh, Sharks in the Storm, uh, a huge clash in terms of um, both teams' prospects. The Sharks fighting uh, for a top eight spot. They can guarantee they play finals with a win here against a, um, a Storm team with plenty of outs. Storm need to win to uh, ensure they get the minor premiership. If they get knocked off and Penrith beat an understrength Eels, they can uh, lose a minor premiership. Though it sounds like they're not too stressed about that uh, compared to the, uh, the big prize in a month's time. Looking at the Sharks team, um, obviously the strongest team they can name given uh, what's at stake for them. Uh, Matty Morland into the uh, starting side after coming off the bench uh, of late in place of uh, Luke Metcalf who drops back. I think that's about the only change. Uh, what do you got fantasy-wise? Yeah, again, nothing new. Um, what we've been saying in the last month or so uh, is Jesse Ramian and Braden Trindle, the halfback, have been their good scorers. was the case again last week. They both scored around 50, Ramian 57. So, yeah, Trindle, again, I think having Moylan as his, as his halves partner is good news as well. Moylan doesn't kick the ball very often. So Trindle should get uh, a lot of kick meters and some decent attacking stats if they do perform well in this one, which will be tough. The Storm, as we're about to cover, aren't full strength, but they do still have a few big names and will go in as favorites, I'd say, in this game. Yeah, even with the, the players they've got out, there's still some superstars in this side. Um, in terms of fantasy, I won't run through all the changes because there's so many of them. Probably Cameron Munster getting rested is the big one. We already knew that Jesse Bromwich was suspended and Josh Adokar uh, tweaked his hammy and, and wasn't going to play. They're probably the um, the big outs uh, as far as fantasy is concerned. And the other talking point, probably um, Nico Hines starts in the halves uh, in place of Munster. Jerome Hughes, obviously, is fantasy relevant. He holds his spot. Um, and for Nukin's return means that Brandon Smith starts and Harry Grant goes back to the bench. Yeah, so, I mean, theoretically, that hurts Harry Grant's scoring potential, although he did start last week and only scored 39 points, I think, which not great for a, a, you know, a starting hooker in general. And Harry Grant, you know, can score, you know, 60, 70, 80 points pretty easily uh, in 80-minute performances. So he could, you know, improve on that off the bench as he's been doing throughout the season. Uh, Nico Hines, you've still got him. Good news that he's still got a starting spot um, at six. So, yeah, I think Hines the winner, Grant, I guess the loser out of that reshuffle, but, um, you know, Pappenhausen's still there is good. <clears throat> uh, Hughes is still there, you know, a lot of uh, drunk Hughes owners this, this week. So it could have been worse, I think, this Storm team in terms of players being rested. Um, Munster, the big one, the rest have pretty much come through unscathed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you talk about Pappenhausen, was it 24 or so last week? I know plenty of people um, had picked him up once he got back into the starting side. People were thinking he was going to light up. You know, you think about what Pappenhausen did to the Eels two years ago in Magic Round. You think about what Manly did to the Eels a month ago. And I think we all thought Pappy might be scoring a few tries and kicking sort of 10 or 12 uh, goals. But um, Eels absolutely remembered how to play in a, a big way. And it really squashed Pappenhausen's score and uh, and Harry Grant, who you touched on as well. So some disappointing scores uh, for Melbourne from there relevant players last week probably heard a few uh, teams in their grand finals yeah I'd say it would have um, if anything that probably means they're going to come out firing and and step up this week uh, Bellamy would have you know it's the first time in a long time um, they've been coming off a loss so they would have trained as hard as 
maybe they have all season to bounce back, even though, um, I mean, yeah, there is a minor premiership on the line as well. So a lot to play for. I think the Storm will be much, much improved this week on their, on their performance last week. And uh, hopefully for Pappenhausen owners, he does get it amongst, amongst the attacking stats that he, you know, had at the start of the season, that first month when he was fantastic. Very quiet last week, but uh, can certainly improve a lot. For sure. Speaking of the Eels, they are in action uh, in the second Friday game. Um, Penrith could potentially be playing for a minor premiership if the Storm get knocked off in the 6pm game. Um, Eels have elected to rest almost all of their top line players. Um, interesting decision given that theoretically they can still make the, um, the the top four, but if Manly beat the Cowboys, that top four spot is gone and Brad Arthur's been quite public around um, you know the, the way they've gone into the finals the last couple of years not being uh, fresh enough, so clearly that has has been a big focus for them. Amongst the fantasy-relevant outs, uh, Clint Gutherson, who picked up a knock to the leg, um, is certainly out. Mitch Moses is in a lot of teams. Uh, he's out. Both the Browns, Nathan and Dylan, uh, both out. Junior Paulo is uh, suspended. Um, yet outs across the board for Eels. Uh, Isaiah Papali, who's in heaps of teams and had a, a fantastic season. He's probably earned a rest uh, more than any player in the uh, in the NRL after what he's done this year, uh, stats-wise. A um, whole bunch of rookies have come in. A few guys I'm interested to sort of see get a um, a run, but fantasy-wise, it's a um, a bit of a disaster if you've got any of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think all the relevant fantasy players are missing just about from this team. So, uh, yes, good time to look elsewhere. Hopefully, if you're in the mix for a um, you know grand final or a overall prize, you still have a trade or two left if you have these guys because um, yes, you're going to need to replace them. I don't know if there's any buys really. There's going to be a lot of cheap guys if you need to free up money somehow. Um, you know, if you've got two trades and happy to get somebody cheap but um yeah not a lot of good news in terms of genuine scorers in this team yeah not really joey lussick who a few people jumped on when reed marnie was ruled out for the season uh, he got 50 odd with a, a try last week he's still in the uh, starting side he'd be about the only one um that people would be uh happy to see there otherwise yeah like you said there's some some cheap guys you could potentially buy for a one-off if you've got trades left but it's um you're not much doing otherwise panthers on the other hand are full strength or pretty close to it they got fisher harris and brian toto back last week they're they're running with i mean a lot of these guys have had injury and forced rests and, and time out i thought they might have rested um, Isaiah Yeo, although I think he got a bit of an early mark last week anyway. But, yeah, Cleary and, and all the relevant guys are, are in the team for this one. Yeah, they're going they're going for it, aren't they? So um, it's a kind of awkward spot because if the Storm win, then the Panthers can't really get the minor premiership unless they buy, you know, a massive, massive margin to make up the uh, for and against difference. But the Storm play in the game, that you know, finishes just before this game kicks off, so they can't really make team decisions based on that. So, yeah, they will go full strength. It's good news. You know, Nathan Cleary's going to um, play. They're playing a very understrength Eagles team, so every chance Penrith's attacking players, and especially Cleary, get big scores here. So, again, unless you're in a head-to-head grand final and are a big underdog, I would make Nathan Cleary the captain this week. Keep it simple if he is in your team. Yeah, I mean, just looking at this Eels lineup, you'd think he's uh, a big chance of getting some uh, attacking stats and some goals in this one as well. Uh, Broncos and the Knights kick us off on uh, Super Saturday. Um, Broncos officially avoided the uh, wooden spoon a couple of weeks ago. Knights officially ensured they will play finals uh, last week and now can only finish seventh. They can't get as high as sixth and they can't drop to eighth. They're uh, 100% guaranteed to finish seventh. Despite that, um, haven't really arrested many players. Let's talk about the Broncos first. Um, a few 
changes around the pack. A couple of suspensions. Jordan Ricky uh, comes back from injury. Uh, Payne Haas is probably the uh, the main guy worth talking about, but there's been a few other guys scoring okay of late as well. Yeah, Anthony Milford's had a couple of good scores the last two weeks. Um, I think last week he had a big score, and we talked about, you know, it was too risky to expect him to do it again, and he did it again. He got 74 points on the weekend. So, you know, he's capable of points. Albert Kelly, the other half, is also um, scored well last week. He's had a few good scores this year. But, yeah, Haas, 69 last uh, week, has been really consistent. I think in the second half of the season, he's kind of lifted a bit on uh, what he gave in the first half. So, yeah, if you've got no Cleary, then Haas is, I guess, the safest captain, him and Tom Trevojevic, I suppose. Um, very consistent, at least. Yeah, they're the ones that I would be uh, looking at if you didn't have Cleary. Knights team, uh, Jaden Braley gets a rest. Mitch Barnett gets a rest. Um, Jacob Saifidi, I think, who's had a pretty big season, uh, gets a rest. And Heimel Hunt is also out of the team. Um, otherwise, the um, the relevant guys, Connor Watson and Callum Ponga, both of whom I thought might have been a pretty strong resting candidate, are in the team, which is pretty good news. Yeah, it is. I guess, it, I don't know if it's the fact that their attack is still kind of failing to click. They haven't really been putting these teams away. They're on a good winning streak at the moment. They've won the last four or five games, but they've all been fairly close against uh, teams in the bottom half of the ladder. So they still, they still do need to improve their attack a bit. And I think for that reason, it's worth playing, you know, Ponger and Pierce and, and Bradman Best together. They haven't had that many games together this season. And so um, in that sense, it's not a surprise to see them all playing. But yeah, a few players, uh, Braley and Barnett, I think the main ones that are in a lot of fantasy teams that uh, would not be playing this week. So again, hope, hope you have alternatives or a trade or two handy. But uh, yeah, it could be a game where uh, someone like Palmer could have a big game. We've been saying that, you know, for a while and it hasn't really happened. But uh, Brisbane have struggled this year. A bit of form recently, the Broncos. But um, last game of the season, not a lot to play for. It could be a game where a few of Newcastle's attacking players get big scores. Mm. I'm also wondering if Ponga might be a candidate for a rest. You know, AOB might just want to see a little bit from him and, and take him off early in the second half. You've got Phoenix Crossland on the bench who can jump back there or, or replace someone like Kurt Mann to go back there. So um, I'm not saying it will happen, but probably something to uh, just be aware is a, a possibility. Uh, Cowboys and the Seagulls is the second Saturday game. Manly can guarantee themselves a top four finish with a win here, which is pretty remarkable considering where they were four or five rounds into the season. Um, starting with the, uh, the Cowboys side um, looked a lot better, particularly in the second half uh, last week, broke that losing streak. Um, Ruben Cotter, unfortunately injured again, uh, goes out of the team. Um, Cohen Hess is back earlier than expected. Jason Tamalolo switches to uh, the, the lock roller. That probably don't, doesn't change his um, his job too much after what was a, you know, a mediocre high 40 score last week, but might just be his um, about his sort of level mark moving forward. Yeah, I think so. So he played 60 minutes last week, despite that, um, you know, playing in the prop role officially. Uh, it's about what he usually plays, but he still only scored 48 points, which is not great um, by his standards. So I don't know if this is the new normal for Tom Lolo going forward, you know, next season, if he's going to be a keeper again, if this was a one-off, who knows. But yeah, he's a bit rung, a bit of a rung below the, the top scorers in fantasy this season, unfortunately. And I don't know if there's any other... Reliable scorers in this North Queensland team to in this week. Yeah, not really much that I'd be um, looking at, 
I don't think who went. A couple of guys went well last week, but yeah, so there was sort of some some um, off the cuff attacking scores. Let's talk about the Manly team. Um, Tommy Turbo and DC obviously uh, fantastic um, scores last week, despite um, the Bulldogs really taking it to them for a, a little bit, particularly in the uh, the first half. Um, what are your main talking points from this one? Um, well, yeah, the the two regular. Superstars in this uh, manly team, Tom Trevojevic and Ali Cherry Evans got 193 massive scores. They've been great, you know, all year pretty much. So, uh, Tommy Turbo, I suppose, um, the second best captaincy option. But last week, we mentioned he could be worth gambling on ahead of Cleary if you're an underdog in your grand final. And he scored, he outscored Cleary by what, 40, 50 points. So, that paid off nicely. So who knows they could do it again. Again, they're up against the Cowboys team with nothing to play for, really. Um, they could put on a, a lot of points if they don't, you know, rest players between now and kickoff. Yeah, this is another one where if the um the, the results well and truly sealed with half an hour to go, someone like Turbo could get put on ice. But um I don't really see most of the other guys coming off too early other than the, the forwards who get rotated anyway. Uh Rabbitohs and the Dragons finishes off on Super Saturday. Um Bunnies, um some real bad news for fantasy coaches here. All of their relevant fantasy players are out. We obviously already knew that uh, Latrell Mitchell was gone for the season with a suspension who's in plenty of teams, but um yeah, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds who we also pretty much knew he wasn't going to play after showing his knee last week. Uh, Cam Murray, who's in heaps of teams, um, is also getting rested. Probably not a, a huge surprise. And Damian Cook, who's uh, also in heaps of teams, um, getting arrested. Maybe not a, a huge surprise, but um, yeah, those are some big outs for uh, for fantasy coaches. Yeah, absolutely. South for another team who have rested just about everyone fantasy relevant, it seems. Um yeah, there's not a lot of good alternatives there, but as you say, Latrell out, Cook out, Murray, Cody Walker's been uh, really good uh, on field and pretty good fantasy wise. So many assists this year. So um, and Gaga as well has been one of the best centers. So yeah, true. Uh, yeah, got to look for trades. Got to look for backups. Um, yeah, no real good news fantasy wise there. A lot of cheap guys if you want to free up cash if you have two trades somehow. But um, yes, otherwise not much to recommend. Yeah, I mean it's just tough across the board really in terms of um, getting scores out of that side the uh, Dragons team um, almost uh, the end of the season for them. Uh, not too many changes. Uh, they did lose to the, the Cowboys last week, but a few of the young guys looked really good. Guys like Tyrell Sloan, Jaden Sullivan, uh, Talatel Mono, who we've been talking about a little bit. Zach Lomax, who um, had just started to uh, to come good, although still not in many teams, is uh, back out injured with um, Jared Beal coming into the uh, starting side. Um, you got much fantasy-wise for the Dragons? Um, not a lot new. Yeah, Sullivan, as you say, got 70 points last week. Um, uh, Jack Burr, Jack DeBellin got uh, scores around 50. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for the Dragons to get a win to finish their season up against pretty much a second string South team, which could mean, you know, scoring opportunities for a few of their backline players or attacking players. Maybe it's good for good news for Bird, but um, yeah, no one really worth rushing out and buying if you do have one trade left in this team that I can see. I guess if you've got a few centers, then good week to play bird, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, like everyone else, if he's a green dot and he's in your team, you're probably playing him given the uh, the number of outs, of outs elsewhere. Titans and the Warriors, uh, the early Sunday game from the Gold Coast Titans team. Um, 
Oh, not much in the way of changes. I don't think we've still got um, David Fafita off the interchange where he uh, actually put in a, a good score last week with 73, I think it was. Um, fantasy talking points otherwise for the Gold Coast? Yeah, the Fafita one, I guess, is the big one. Um, I made a few changes last week and they're stuck pretty much with that team that they named then. So Torin Peachy still in the halves. Um, Fogarty had a great game alongside Peachy the last week. Week 75 points for Fido 73 with a try last week, but he only played about 50 minutes, so his game time's a real question off the bench. Um, I don't know if it's the best move for them, um, necessarily. He is, you know, he's destructive when he comes on, but he can do that from the kickoff as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, still playing if you've got him. I think if you're looking for an interesting captain option, then um, probably don't do it because if he doesn't score a try, he's going to get. I don't know, 40 points or something, or, or could get less. He's had a few scores in the 20s as well, I think. Mm. Don't do it unless you are somehow uh, missing all of Cleary, DCE, Turbo, and your other, you know, Cook Murray type regular captains are, are already out, then you might might be worth a gamble. But yeah, there's probably most teams have a, uh, more, a safer captaincy option elsewhere in their squad. Warriors team, last game of the year for them. Uh, Matt Lodge has a date with the uh, judiciary, so I know about that before the uh, the game kicks off. A couple of other tweaks, Jermaine Tanoa Brown in for Bunty R4. Um, Reese Walsh was pretty quiet last week. Uh, Ewan Aitken, not quite as uh, dynamic and explosive as he'd been the, uh, the past few weeks. Uh, Josh Curran has uh, gone off the boil after uh, some big scores, previously they're probably the main talking points i'd say i think so yeah um not the end of the world for any of those guys aitken 41 which is uh lower than he had been scoring the last few weeks but still pretty solid for someone available at center in fantasy uh, another player who's in good form recently adam fanua blake um has had a run of scores in the 50s the last a uh, month or so. So he was a mid-40s player up until about round 20 and has been scoring well since then. And if Lodge does get suspended, then that uh, perhaps means more workload for the other uh, middle forwards at the Warriors this week. And Fenua Blake is the uh, the best of those. So he's a left-field option, I guess, if you need another middle forward in that team. And um, someone like Walsh, I guess, could lift in a, in a game against the Titans team that has been a bit... Um, uh, sketchy defensively this season. Yeah, that's probably all we need to say about the uh, Warriors. Final game of the round, the West Tigers up against the uh, Bulldogs. Both teams just uh, desperate to, to finish with a little bit of a, a morale-boosting win, a little bit of a high to uh, to end their season. So this one coming from Redcliffe. Uh, Tigers team are a couple of decent scores uh, last week in that loss to uh, Penrith. No major uh, team changes. Alex Seafarth unfortunately re-injured his knee and he's out. Um, Fantasy-wise, you got much? Not really. Uh, Luke Brooks was pretty quiet last week. He's been a pretty consistent 50-point player this year, but uh, only scoring the low 30s, 32 last week, which is not great for his owners. Um, a few of their forwards got 50s and 60s, but yeah, no buys in this team, I would say, at this point. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen in uh, a Tigers v Bulldogs game to finish the regular season. Uh, one of these teams could win by a lot, but I, I couldn't confidently say which one at this stage. 
Yeah, no, anything could happen. Bulldogs are pretty good in that first half uh, against Manly um, before uh, falling away in the uh, the second half. They are desperate to send a, a few players out on a high who are leaving the club. Will Hopawadi, probably the most significant of those, been at the club a, a long time, heading overseas uh, next season. Uh, I think there's about 10 leaving the club all together, but not too many of them are in the 17 this week. Sione Katoa, the hooker, is uh, the other one that jumps out at me. Um, Fantasy-wise, we've talked a little bit uh, of late about Josh Jackson, who's been quite quite consistent and was good again on the weekend. I can't really see too much else in there, given that um, Jack Avarillo, who was um, cash cow of the year for a, a while there, is not in the 17. Hmm. Yeah, Jackson, 61 last week. I think he's been uh, averaging about 60 since round 12 or something. He's been really consistent since, uh, since then. So, yeah, he's the one standout, at least gets through a lot of tackles regardless of what happens, um, whether they win or lose, and it's mostly lose this year for the Dogs. Um, and, yeah, with Noah Verillo, it's hard to recommend really anyone else in that Bulldogs team. So, uh, yeah, I guess steer clear at this point um, if you do happen to have a trade or two left. Pretty much covers it. Before we get to a little bit of Twitter feedback, we'll do our DoorDash Dasher of the Week for the last time in 2021. Who'd you go last week and who have you got for the final round? I think I went Ryan Pappenhausen last week, which was a, a big fail. Um, scoring the mid-20s starting uh, was not great. Um, for this week, I will go with Adam Fanua Blake. I mentioned him in the Warriors section. Um, having a look, he did average mid-high 40s for 20 rounds and then the last four rounds uh, scores of 57, 63, 65 and 53. Very uh, consistent scores for a, for a prop and uh, a few big-name middle forwards are missing this week, so he could be a decent replacement. I think I went Hudson Young last week, which will be about the second or third mm. time I've actually got one of these correct uh, this year, but he was uh, fantastic. I'm going to go this week. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities with all the guys who are not regular uh, starters who are in their starting respective starting teams this week. Of those, I will go for Bryce Cartwright at the Eels in just over 1.4% of teams. Um, obviously not in a lot of teams because he hasn't been playing consistent NRL, but he's up against his old club, the Panthers. He's in the starting side, should play big minutes, can score very quickly when uh, things go well for him. Obviously, Panthers are a good defensive team, so he won't be, uh, you know, won't have it easy, but um, certainly can offload and, and find the odd line break and line break assist. So he is my door dash, dasher of the week. Um, Twitter feedback, not too many people uh, jumping forward fourth with uh, hard luck stories perhaps a little bit surprisingly one of those is uh, Johnny Leary who uh, as you just touched on with Ryan Pappenhausen was one of those who um, took the plunge on Pappy in uh, the attempts to win a grand final he said mate had a great year made the grand final with a solid team a high ranked opponent nullified my Damien Cook and Latrell Mitchell advantage I brought in Pappenhausen who was a massive letdown um, then traded in a Garrick final uh, day of the round trying to get the win as a Hail Mary that was a foul too I don't think we we're expecting um the Bulldogs to lift as well as they did. He says the worst part, he would have won if he'd used his emergency players instead of his bench players. So that, um, yeah, makes things really tough right at the end there. We also had some feedback from uh, Mr. Average who uh, says, really appreciate the time taken with the podcast this year, gents. Your opinions and knowledge have helped me towards claiming a win in my league grand final. This is the opposite of a hard luck story. Um, so thank you both. He says, my question is, will you be coming back next season? I think these podcast videos are awesome. Um, I think so. I haven't been told otherwise. Is, is that a legitimate uh, message someone sent in? That's not you using a fake Twitter. Oh, I didn't write it. How dare you accuse me of such things? <laughs> I think we I think we will come back next year, I suppose. If we can't find someone better yeah. to do this. 
Yeah, that's yeah. Unless I get sacked between now and then, I think we're uh, back for next season. Should we give our own hard luck stories? Finish off with one or two. I wouldn't even know where to start. The non-stop centre merry-go-round from the week. You know, I was feeling pretty smug about myself when um, Paul Momorowski was in my team and, and killing it. Then he got suspended. I couldn't even tell you all the centres I went through, but I um, I did in for poor Ben Hampton who did his peck right after I bought him in. I had Moses Embi for a little bit. I had I can't remember the blokes getting injured and suspended all over the place. I feel like I. I was burning a trade on centers just about every week for a, a while there. And um, the week that I could have bought Tom Trojevich or Callum Ponger and I got Ponger coming off 100 and barely got a score out of him for the rest of the year was a, a glaring error. And I also had Tom Starling uh, defeat me in a head-to-head private league with a score in the 60s. And then it started to look like Josh Hodgson wasn't going to go back into the starting side. So I bought... Tom Starling, who I think scored 30 and got injured that week and then was back to the bench after that and had to burn two trades on him for almost no points. They're the standouts for me. Yes, a bit of overlap for me. I had Starling as well. Maybe that same same round as you. Um, Tommy Turbo, I was late to get. I did get him at some point, but it uh, took a while. Isaiah Papali, I almost jumped on really early and uh, resisted the... A decision I could have traded Taukiaho out to get Papali, and I thought I'll just hold that, he'll come good, and he just never came good. It was a disaster, and uh, cost me 300 grand and a lot of points. Um, Jake Averillo, did you have at the start of the year like I did for about three weeks? Yeah, and then sold him, yeah. both sold, yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been a lot. There's probably more than that that I've uh, tried to block out of my memory, but uh, it's mm-hmm. been a frustrating season, plus the injuries, you know. Bringing in, yeah. I brought in uh, Reed Marnie the week he got hurt. Others, you know, the week they got suspended. Just a uh, just a rough one. But um, made to the end of the season with a trade left somehow. But, um, yes, hopefully some more luck and some more wise decisions next season. Yeah, it was a, a very, very, very challenging one across the board. I mean, that is our last podcast for the year. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks to our uh, sponsors at DoorDash. Um, good luck in the final weekend of NRL Fantasy, whatever you are playing for. Um, and we will see you in season 2022.